Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have a lot to grind our teeth on here. By the way, I see a crew member on the Biden campaign plan has come down with the coronavirus. And we know that a top staffer to Kamala Harris has come down with the coronavirus. You notice how the difference in reporting takes place here? Nobody's asking, did they wear masks? Were they around people who didn't wear masks? And so forth and so on. How did they get it? When it comes to Trump and his people, they got video and photographs, and they go on and on and on. But but truthfully, it's just, well, that's a shame. Next story. Because you know what this election's about? We're running against the Democrat Party and the media. The Democrat Party and the media, with everything at stake. That's what's taking place. All right, let me work through this in plain English so everybody can understand what's actually taking place here. Rudy Giuliani will be my guest for the full hour on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. Actually, he had been scheduled to come on before these emails and these stories came out. And I want to remind you because, like everyone else, the media and the Democrats, they they try and turn people into nuts or right-wingers or criminals. Rudy Giuliani was Associate Attorney General of the United States. That's the third highest position at the Department of Justice in the early days of Reagan, where the criminal division, the Bureau of Prisons, the U.S. Marshals, the DEA, they all reported to him. Subsequently, became the United States Attorney for the Southern District in New York, for which he became quite famous. It's a serious man when it comes to investigations and prosecutions. But you see how the media try and make him an unserious man. And you'll see throughout these stories, 
First, we have the story uh, in the New York Post relating to the Bidens and Ukraine, and then today, communist Chinese companies and the Bidens. You'll see how they go after the store owner. You'll see how they go after Rudy, how they go after the Republican Party. But they don't go after the facts. And as I go through some of these facts and and make it as clean and plain as it can be understandable, you need to know this. This story involves emails, text messages, names, not anonymous sources, dates, and times. In other words, the media are being handed on a silver platter Leads, if they choose to follow up on them. Leads, if they choose to follow up on them. None of them are following up on them. None of them. Except the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in America. Did you know that it was founded by Alexander Hamilton? I think I wrote that in one of my books, matter of fact. Maybe Ari Fleischer mentioned it. I don't remember. Let's take a look at this. What are we talking about here? This article comes out Wednesday. In the New York Post. An article comes out in the New York Post. Rudy Giuliani had acquired a copy of the hard drive of this laptop. That was, I think it's pretty clear, it's Hunter Biden's. And there had been some water damage. And as Rudy will explain, and you'll hear Sunday, he signs this contract. And after 90 days, he loses the computer. It becomes the property of the, uh, of the store owner. And after a while, the store owner decides to look at it, figure out, okay, what's going on here? And he looks at it, and he's kind of shocked. He's shocked by the photographs, the photographs and video show, uh, well, sexual acts, and they show illegal drug use, and it's Hunter Biden. And then he starts looking at the emails. There's thousands of emails, and he says, wait a minute. This looks like a problem. And during impeachment, he gets particularly angry because he has all this information. He didn't hack it. He didn't steal it. He didn't receive it from from a felon like the New York Times did, some of the president's records. He didn't receive it from a, a Russian spy who was paid to provide it, like the dossier in the Obama and Clinton crime families. No, perfectly legitimate. He calls the FBI. The FBI comes and takes the original hard drive. But he made four copies. One of the copies he gives to one of Giuliani's partners, one of his lawyers. Who also has a long background in federal investigations and criminal prosecutions. And they look at these emails too. And then they share some of the emails with the New York Post. This is what you're seeing. So the media are attacking Rudy... How can we tell that these emails are really emails? It's actually not that hard. Rudy told me they haven't asked to get copies of them. You believe that, Mr. Producer? New York Times and the Washington Post haven't asked for copies. They're not interested. It kills the narrative. There's 19 days to go. They don't want to hurt their boy, uh, Biden. Now, what's important about this? What's important about this is that Joe Biden has made the claim unchallenged by the media, really unchallenged, period, that he knew nothing about 
Hunter Biden's overseas business activities. He didn't ask about them. Joe Biden has said that multiple times. And that uh, he had nothing to do with anything. Now, at the time, I even said, you're the father, you're the vice president. Don't you want to know anything about how your son's getting this money and what he's doing? Hey, son, what are you doing to make money? What's going on? What's happening out there? Nothing. And, of course, in the case of China, he knew a little bit more than he lets on because he brought his son on the airplane, on, on the vice president's plane. Air Force Two, when he went to China on official business. But these these emails are stunning. They're stunning because in black and white, they're damning. The corruption is unbelievable. This is a corrupt family. And the patriarch of the family is Joe Biden, who was vice president. Now he wants to be president of the United States. And the media are doing everything humanly possible to protect him, to poison and character assassinate anybody who suggests otherwise. You can see Silicon Valley's investment in Joe Biden. They're trying to protect with Facebook and Twitter immediately, as if we're in communist China, immediately shutting down any discussion, any information, even from the New York Post. And they give these bogus reasons. And anybody who dares to link to it, they'll be cut out of the whole social network. This obviously will have to be looked into. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is this. I'm going to read you the following quote. Dear Hunter, it's from an email. Thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's dated April 17, 2015. It's really an honor and a pleasure. It's really an honor and a pleasure. Now, they took... One sentence out of context in a phone transcription about the President of the United States and the President of Ukraine, and they ran with that over and over again. They twisted it into a pretzel. It was outrageous what the Democrats did. A perfectly fine, perfectly legitimate phone conversation, and they turned it into an impeachable offense. Here they say, well, is the email accurate? Is it real? Look, you got Republicans here. The retail guys are Republicans. Look, Rudy's involved. What does that have to do with anything? It's an email. It's easy enough to determine if it's legitimate. It's clearly legitimate. This is clearly Hunter's hard drive. Otherwise, why would there be pictures of Hunter naked and doing drugs on the hard drive? And plus, Rudy said Hunter signed a contract, as you'll see on Sunday. Well, Hunter's signature is easy enough to verify, too, isn't it, Mr. Producer? There's plenty of ways to do this. But the media do not want to do it. Who wrote the email? Vadim Pazharsky. Who's Vadim Pazharsky? He was one of the top Ukrainian executives at Burisma. I'm keeping this as simple as possible. Why does that matter? 
Because a few months later, after the date of this email, Joe Biden publicly brags to the Council of Foreign Relations in a public video that you've seen a thousand times that he stepped in and threatened the Ukrainian prosecutor who wanted to look into Burisma and possibly his son. And basically said, if you want that $1 billion loan, you need to fire this guy. And he says, son of a bitch, they fired him. Now, the usual propaganda we hear from the media and the Democrats is, well, the entire European Union said the guy was corrupt. The entire European Union wanted to get rid of the guy. Maybe that's true, but, you know, two things can be true at the same time. That maybe he was all those things, but maybe he still wanted to look into Burisma. And Joe Biden's role is very, very serious here, ladies and gentlemen. Very serious. And so what's the Biden campaign's response? It's very, very weak. They say they looked at the official schedules of Joe Biden on that day. And there was no evidence that he met this Burisma executive, Pazharsky. Now that is a ridiculous argument. We had Peter Schweizer on their show yesterday. And he looked at the schedule that's online. And he looked at that day and he said, there's two big gaps, two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. And my beautiful wife, she said, well, that's more than an 18-minute gap, which they used against Nixon when it came to the Watergate tapes. So did he meet with him or didn't he? Did he talk to him or didn't he? Well, now we turn to Politico, which also is the Praetorian Guard for the Democrats, the left, and the Biden campaign. And deep into their article, it says the following. Quote, Biden's campaign would not rule out the possibility that the former VP had some kind of informal interaction with Pars Hosky, which wouldn't appear on Biden's official schedule. But they said any encounter would have been cursory. Well, how does this campaign know that? I thought Joe Biden said definitively and unequivocally, repeatedly, I don't know what my son's doing in Ukraine. I don't ask him. And I have nothing to do with any of these people. And listen to what they say. They would not rule out the possibility that Biden had some kind of informal interaction with the guy. That is a, that is a bridge too far. And so any journalist with their thought, of which there are only a couple left in this country, and maybe not even that, would say, now wait a minute. We've got emails, we've got texts, we've got names, we've got dates, we've got times. We've got allegations, we've got the Biden campaign really making a statement that's very, very troubling. We better look at this. We better look into this. This hard drive has some 40,000 emails on it. It's got the photos on it, the sex photos, the drug photos on it. It's trouble. And so the media do what? Well, I'm going to show you what they do in a moment. We'll be right back. Lovin. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. 
I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. So what happened with this information at the New York Post, other than being squelched by Facebook and Twitter as if they work for the communist Chinese? I looked at the New York Slimes today. I went to my supermarket and wasted a few bucks, and I keep looking and looking and looking, and finally, I'm on page 17. And it's not even at the top of page 17. It's at the bottom of page 17. You want to hear the headline? Biden campaign rejects report that he met with Sun's Ukrainian associate. Is that the takeaway, ladies and gentlemen? The New York Slimes is the worst newspaper in any part of the free world. If it can ignore six million European Jews that were screaming for their lives and the attention to what was taking place a mere 70 or 80 years ago, you can see this is child's play for them. And so they will do whatever they have to do to destroy Trump and promote Biden. Now, I don't have a lot of time this segment, but I want to read you the first paragraph. Listen to this. The Biden campaign on Wednesday rejected a New York Post report that Joseph R. Biden Jr. had met with an advisor to Ukrainian energy company associated with his son, Hunter Biden, a claim based on material provided by Republican allies of President Trump, who've tried for months to tarnish Mr. Biden over his son. Is that an honest paragraph, Mr. Producer? Now, you have to work hard to write bullcrap like that. You have to work really hard to write bullcrap like that. But let's take another look at it, as well as the Washington Compost, just to show you what we're up against and why it's crucial that you vote. You'd be more motivated than ever before, and that you get those five or ten people to vote with you. I'll be right back. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today, we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. 
Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. most powerful conservative voice the mark levin show dial in now 877-381-3811 by the way before i i really dig into my uh, analysis of the media the new york slimes and the washington compost let me say something that will drive the left and they're bought and paid for mouthpieces and websites. Nuts. You ready, Mr. Bidus? You're wearing America, Levinites? Everything that's been laid out in the New York Post piece and everything that I've described to you and more, God forbid if Joe Biden becomes president. But if somehow we're able to flip the House, would be the basis for impeachment, Mr. Producer. If the, Repub- if the Democrats can impeach our president based on nothing, based on a shred of nothing, look at this. It's a whole hard drive of DNA. A whole hard drive of DNA, of corruption. The Biden family is a corrupt family, and Joe Biden is the patriarch. And but for Joe Biden in these various positions, first as a senator, then as vice president, none of this would work. Hunter Biden would be working the uh, fryer at McDonald's, which is a perfectly legitimate job, but that's what he'd be qualified for, maybe. Given his past, he may not get the job, but you get the point. So the New York Times now is aware that there's emails and texts, there's names and dates and times that the Biden campaign's response is anemic, and they jump into the defense. And they go after the Republicans and Giuliani and Bannon and everybody. Why go after them? Why not just check out the information yourselves? So the headline at the New York Times on the 17th page, under the fold. Under the fold. And you should see above the fold, it's pandemic and politics that rouses candidates and defines debate. Under the fold, the Biden campaign on Wednesday, this is Katie Gluck, rejected a New York Post report that Joseph R. Biden Jr. had met with an advisor to the Ukrainian energy company, they don't even mention it in there, Burisma, associated with his son Hunter Biden, a claim based on material provided by Republican allies of President Trump who've tried for months to tarnish Mr. Biden over his son. In a statement, a spokesman for the Biden campaign, Andrew Bates, said that Mr. Biden's official schedule showed no meeting between Mr. Biden and an advisor to the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, he's an executive, on which Hunter Biden served. The Post story cited an email allegedly sent from that advisor, Vadim Pazharsky. To Hunter Biden, thanking him for, quote, giving an opportunity to meet your father, unquote, and to spend some time together. So they have all this. 
uh, questioning in these in, in suggestive approaches to the to the language in the text. We reviewed Joe Biden's official schedules from the time and no meeting, as alleged by the New York Post, ever took place. And on that issue, the New York Times leaves it. As preposterous as that response is. And then the New York Times goes on to attack the emails. The authenticity of the email correspondence cited by the Post could not be independently verified. Well, why didn't you ask for it? In my interview with Rudy Giuliani, he says, you you haven't asked for anything. He'd be happy to give you the email. And you can verify it, New York Times. Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings have been a subject of intense Republican focus. So you can see the focus of the New York Times piece. Later on it says, but the Trump campaign and its Republican allies have been eager to promote it. Mr. Trump, who trails Mr. Biden in many key battleground states, with just three weeks to go under election, until Election Day, has struggled for months to negatively define Mr. Biden. So it's Trump's fault. And it's Trump's campaign tactics. They have no interest in this massive corruption. No interest whatsoever. None. And they have no interest in looking at the emails, the text, no interest in actual interview, nothing. And the other argument I hear being made today is, well, the Republicans in the Senate looked at it. They didn't have these emails. They even looked at these emails. What do you mean they looked at it? They looked at what? And then later on in this brilliant New York Times news piece, it says, the report raises a host of unanswered questions. Oh, really? Wow. Beginning with whether the email alluding to a meeting is real. Oh, wait a minute. The questions are about the emails, Mr. Producer. And if it is what Mr. Pozharsky was specifically referring to when he allegedly thanked Hunter Biden for the quote-unquote opportunity to meet and spend time with his father. Gee, what might he be referring to, ladies and gentlemen? Meeting with Hunter Biden's father, Joe. And so they write this as a barely literate defense brief. They try and justify and explain away these various emails and what's in this email. And they have no curiosity whatsoever to get to the bottom of it. None. And they have no intention of doing it. None. Then we go over to the Washington Compost. Almost exactly the same language. Now, You don't have to go too deeply, but it is in page four. And they start off, Trump allies publicize emails purportedly from Hunter Biden's computer. That's the headline. Now, do you remember the Atlantic magazine piece, ladies and gentlemen, four anonymous sources? And that went on for days. Remember that? Days. We have emails, texts, names, dates, times. We have events, and they're dismissed. This is why you hate the media, and this is why the media are the enemy of the people. Here's the first paragraph of this story, and it took three reporters over there at the Washington Compost, Matt Weiser, Paul Sohn, and Annie Lindsay. President Trump's personal attorney, Rudolph W. Giuliani, it starts off like this. And his former top advisor, Stephen K. Bannon, who've attracted the scrutiny of U.S. authorities for their political dealings in recent months. 
help make public private materials purported to belong to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden's son in an attempt to swing support to the struggling incumbent. What kind of a run-on first paragraph is that in this story? Is that the marquee point in this story? So they want to go after the people who have access to the emails. They want to remind you they're Republicans. Well, who cares? Why does that matter? Are the emails accurate? Look what the emails say. And then when you see the, the, the Biden campaign's response, something stinks. Look at our schedule. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Well, maybe he had inadvertently had a meeting or met the guy. Oh, wow, now we're taking 10 steps backwards. No, 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 no. We have to attack Giuliani. Later on in the Washington Compost story, the Washington Post was unable to verify the authenticity of the alleged emails and other correspondence that the New York Post published Wednesday and said had come from younger Biden's computer and hard drive. Was the Washington Post able to verify the four anonymous sources at the Atlantic? Was the Washington Post ever able to verify Russia collusion before it ran with a thousand stories? Was the Washington Post ever able to verify the source of the dossier, which we now know was a Russian spy? Do they think we're stupid when they write crap and trash like this? Now, I don't normally buy the Post, but of course, liberals out there do. And obviously, they're not very bright. The Washington Compost goes on. The New York Post, which is owned by conservative media tycoon Rupert Murdoch. Now, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. This is how Stalinists used to write news. This is how Maoists under Xi write news. This is how fascist and communist regimes put out information. Just like this. said its report was based on materials it said it heard from, it heard about from Bannon and were provided by Giuliani. The material, which it described as a massive trove of data that included video, was the subject of several stories published Wednesday. Okay. Later on it says, although reminiscent of the 2016 race when Russian intelligence operatives hacked and released hundreds of emails released uh, 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 from a Democratic candidate, Hillary Clinton campaign manager through WikiLeaks, has nothing to do with that. Nothing whatsoever. These are horrific propagandists. Later on in the story, third paragraph to the end, efforts to tarnish Hunter Biden, and by extension his father, think about the Trump kids and their father, have been a focus of Trump's campaign over the past year and a half. The president and his allies have derided not only Hunter Biden's business dealings, but also his struggles with substance abuse. Hunter Biden is a sleaze. He's abused women. He had a child which he denied until a court forced him to give the DNA. Who the hell do these people think they are? This guy's an adult. He's been... He's been selling his name from one part of the world to the other. And the idea that his father didn't know anything about anything is so absurd. And even if we play along and that's the case, how the hell can you be president of the United States when you don't even smell the massive corruption under your nose? But the problem is this. He took him to China with him. 
He knew why he took him to China with him. And there's other emails. And so the Washington Compost and the New York Slime said, we can't verify these emails. Have you looked at them? Have you asked for any copies? Have you taken any steps toward investigating any of that? Of course not. They have their narrative. And here's the thing. There's two men running for president. One is corrupt as hell, Joe Biden, and one's been investigated forever and as clean as can be. That would be Donald Trump. That's the truth. More when I return. Folks, I have something serious to talk to you about. I don't have to tell you that we're in a fight for the soul of the country. One side in our country claims that America was founded on banned principles and built on oppression. They've even put together a distorted history of America, the New York Times 1619 Project. The other side knows, like you do, that our country's done more to achieve and advance liberty than any other in history. The best way to fight back? Teach the truth. Today we can learn the true story of America from the college that's better at teaching it than any other, Hillsdale College. My friends at Hillsdale have put together a great free online course called The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And folks, that's just what we need right now, hope. So get inspired. Sign up today for free at levinforhillsdale.com for Hillsdale's course on the glorious history of the last best hope on earth, America, and share it with others. That's levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know what's funny? I went to get a new printer today, and um, I couldn't find one of them. Basically, I mean, they had some, but they were, like, huge. And I said to Mr. Producer, who has young kids, that's not why I asked. I said, I can't get the kind of printer I want. I don't know. What's going on? Does it run on computers? And it reminded me that there's a lot of homeschooling going on. There's a lot of homeschooling going on, so people have bought printers. And so I'm in an embarrassing position that um, I have to do everything off my iPhone and off my computer screen. So it gets a little strange, but I'm working on it. Now we have China. Hunter Biden is a world traveler, as is his father. And more emails. So they're to be dismissed by the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. And the New York Post says emails reveal how Hunter Biden tried to cash in big on behalf of family with Chinese firm. This makes Ukraine look like a joke. I'll just do this quickly but plainly. It says Hunter Biden pursued lucrative deals involving China's largest private energy companies, any of these energy companies, including one that he said would be interesting for me and my family, quote unquote. One email sent to Biden on May 13, 2017. Now, Joe is no longer in the government, see? With the subject line, expectations, included details of remuneration packages for six people involved in an unspecified business venture. In addition, the email outlined a provisional agreement, quote-unquote, under which 80% of the equity, 80, or shares in the new company, would be split equally among four people whose initials correspond to the sender and three recipients, with H apparently referring to Hunter Biden. The deal also listed 10 Jim and 10 held by H for the big guy. You got that? 10 meaning 10% for Jim. I believe Jim is the brother, but I could be wrong. 
and 10 held for the, by H for the big guy. Now, who would the big guy be in this family, Mr. Producer? Would his initials be JB? Another email sent by Biden as part of an August 2, 2017 chain involved a deal he struck with the since-vanished chairman of CEFC, Ye Jiming, for half-ownership of a holding company that was expected to provide Biden with more than $10 million a year. Ye had ties to the Chinese military and intelligence service, hasn't been seen since being taken into custody by Chinese authorities in early 2018. And CEFC went bankrupt earlier this year, according to reports. So now you have Hunter working with a communist, a, a guy who's associated and has ties with the Chinese military and intelligence service. Now you know why they want Joe to be president? Biden wrote that Yi had sweetened the terms of an earlier three-year consulting contract with CEFC that was to pay him $10 million annually, quote, for introductions alone, unquote. Quote, the chairman changed that deal after we met in Miami, this is uh, what Hunter wrote, to a much more lasting and lucrative arrangement to create a holding company 50% owned by me and 50% owned by him. Quote, consulting fees in one piece of our income stream, but the reason this proposal by the chairman was so much more interesting to me and my family is that we would also be partners in the equity profits of the joint ventures investments. Joe didn't know a thing, ladies and gentlemen. He was to get 10%. Millions of dollars. He didn't know anything. Son never said a word to him. Now here he's not even vice president anymore. So let me ask you this, America. Why wouldn't his son say something to him? In my humble opinion, having been a chief of staff to an attorney general and having been around a while, this is a massive cover-up. And the media participating in it. Big tech, Silicon Valley is participating in it. I read a report today that well over 90% of these companies have donated to Joe Biden or the people who work for these companies. You might say, oh, that's a conspiracy. It's no conspiracy. Look what they tried to do to Trump the first time around. Things that you could never have, never have dreamed of. This is a massive cover-up of the Biden crime family and the patriarch is Joe Biden. And the buck stops right there on his desk. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. By the way... Um, There are seven, probably eight, but seven senators that we have focused on who are in trouble, who may lose their seats. We have reached out to all seven. Isn't that correct, Mr. Producer? We've reached out to all seven to invite them on the program as we're going to have uh, continue to have House candidates. Only three have responded. That would be Sullivan of Alaska. 
Purdue of Georgia and McSally of Arizona. And I have to say about McSally of Arizona, she's been extremely responsive throughout her, uh, her few years in the United States Senate. Extremely responsive. I've never talked to Sullivan. I've never talked to Purdue. We reached out to uh, Tillis of North Carolina. Have you gotten a response, Mr. Producer? No. We've reached out to Gardner of Colorado. We have not received a response. Who else have we reached out to? Danes of Montana, no response. And Joni Ernst of Nebraska. Uh, uh, Excuse me, of Iowa. And uh, oh, one other one. John James of Michigan has not replied yet. So those are uh, states in which we are ubiquitous. This program is heard throughout these states, uh, and we've offered to help, and so far those other senators and Senate candidates haven't even responded. I'm just letting you know. So I'm doing everything I can personally, uh, but there's only so much I can do. Now the Hill newspaper tells you exactly, it underscores exactly what we know and the, the shame of this campaign and the way the Biden campaign is running it. Team Biden's new strategy, run out the clock. This is at the Hill, Amy Parnes. Team Biden knows they're ahead against President Trump, with national polls showing Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden above the 50% mark. And by the way, a new NBC poll today, Biden's leading by 11%. I'm just telling you that's BS. That's BS. I think this is going to be a very close campaign, and we need to turn out in massive numbers. But the idea that there's going to be a landslide for Biden, I'm just not buying that. I'm just not buying it. They don't want to break anything in the last three weeks, said one Democratic strategist. If the election were held today, they would win. They know it, and more importantly, Trump knows it, is a Democrat. To put it simply, they're winning, the strategist added. And they don't need to do much. They need to firm up their support and call it a game. You got that? This is how you're being treated. This is what they think of you. Basically, Joe Biden is taking a ride. He figures you're going to hand him this. That there aren't going to be a lot of problems. And after three times, uh, he's the winner. Recent weeks, Biden has been traveling more than he had earlier in the pandemic. Making short trips to key battleground states. As he did on Tuesday when he traveled to Florida. But his campaign is usually limited events To one speech, one speech a day, those speeches are largely the same, and his campaign has all but avoided long-ranging, sit-down national interviews where he could be asked a prickly question. And last week, when Biden got into a political standoff with Trump over the format of the second debate, it was Biden's team that said, take it or leave it. Chris Lehane, this guy's kind of a slime, a Democratic presidential campaign veteran, said while Team Biden is indeed milking the clock, importantly, they are not sitting on the ball, but looking to score when there's an open shot. Guy's an idiot. You know what he's talking about. string of recent polls show Biden well ahead of Trump nationally and in key battleground states. All right, look. He is not well ahead in key battleground states. Molly Hemingway, and we discussed this yesterday, did a comparison 2016 to today in these battleground states. 
If anything, he's doing a little better in these battleground states than he was against Hillary. Moreover, as I keep pointing out, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I mean, just as a matter of logic, when you look at the, uh, the increased Republican registration in none of these battleground states, uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, Florida, North Carolina, the Republicans, in some cases, hugely, have out-registered the Democrats. Now, those Republicans who are newly registered, they're not voting for Biden. And we also have this, uh, this activity going on at the grassroots level. It's subterranean. The press isn't really covering it. And what is that? That is the get-out-the-vote campaign, the knocking-on-the-door campaign uh, that the Republicans at least say that they're involved in, and apparently it's substantial. It must be out there because look at all the registered Republicans. And when I look at the early vote, there's a couple of pieces. The uh, Washington Examiner had a very interesting piece in which it, uh, it looked at a number of these, these states. It looked at three of them. And it said that uh, the Democrats are not outscoring the Republicans. That, that is, approximately the same percentage of the Democrats as Republicans are sending in mail-in early ballots or voting early. And three of the key battleground states that the Democrats are not outperforming the Republicans in any significant way, if at all. Now, these are the tea leaves. You know, you do the best you can to read the tea leaves, and we're getting overwhelmed with these, oh, he's 11 points ahead, 14, 16. Look, just instinctively to me, that's absurd. That's crazy. Just instinctively to me, that doesn't make any sense. I do believe this is their campaign now. Hide the ball as long as you can. The media will help them. They're, the, they're looking at the clock. They're oh my God, just two and a half weeks left. Think about that. Two and a half weeks left. Now I'm going to take this opportunity to ask you again. Please use this precious time that's left before this election. If you want to win it. To take personal responsibility and make sure five to ten people get out and vote who are going to vote for the president. You take the personal responsibility to be the team leader, the precinct leader, the ward leader, whatever you want to call it. But it's in the vein of a Thomas Paine. It's in the vein of a Paul Revere. It's very important that you do this because nobody else is going to do it. Nobody's going to do it for you or nobody's going to do it for us. So it's important that we do this. You know, tonight was supposed to be a debate night. The second debate, and by now I guess you've heard this. This fellow, Steve Scully, who's been around C-SPAN a long time, maybe 20 years or so. He'd been an intern for uh, Biden. He'd been a staffer for Ted Kennedy. And, and people found he had uh, been communicating with, uh, what is that idiot's name? Scaramucci. By the way, remember when Scaramucci was on all conservative radio and conservative? I knew there was something wrong with this guy. He was never on with me. That much I can tell you. So apparently he, uh, he tweets out to the Scaramucci and asks him, you know, if, if Trump challenges me, should I speak back to him, talk back to him, or something to that effect. Then when he's caught and he's criticized, he says he was hacked. You know, Joy Reid pulled that. And uh, unlike Steve Scully, Joy Reid got a promotion. She now has a primetime show where she runs around calling people names. Uh, and she had to say that she was hacked, even though she's a liar. She wasn't hacked. Because the things she said were so disgusting about gay people and other people. And there she is. 
some kind of privilege. So this guy, Steve Scully, puts out a statement. And he attacks conservatives. He says, out of frustration, I sent a brief tweet addressed to Anthony Scaramucci. The next morning, when I saw that this tweet had created a new controversy, I falsely claimed that my Twitter account had been hacked. He blamed the, quote, (coughs) excuse me, relentless criticism on social media and in conservative news outlets. Uh, That culminated in his tweet to Scaramucci. And then, of course, he comes under attack. Um, The president criticized him to Sean Hannity, and, of course, that was just too much for him to take. Anyway, he says, uh, these were errors in judgment for which I'm totally responsible. And he said he apologizes. And he's been put on indefinite leave by C-SPAN. I don't see how he can ever work for C-SPAN again, but he'll have many, many opportunities. Maybe he can join D. Lemon or Shep Smith or Andrea Mitchell or who knows. There's CNBC, there's MSNBC, there's CNN. They're all out there. I'm sure they would welcome him with open arms. Open arms. But can you imagine if he had been the, the moderator? And here's the thing. Most of the media are just like him. But they haven't been caught. You can hear what they say. You know where they stand. You know, you know, you know their ideology. They pretend they don't have any. I'm a journalist. Uh, I really don't have a uh, ideology. I come to this with hard work. When you attack me, you're attacking the nation. You're attacking free speech, just like a dictator. When you attack me, you're just like uh, Kim Jong Un. Yes, oh yes, you are. Yes, that's, that's the worst thing in the world you can do. Uh, that's what Hitler did. Are you Hitler? And um, they're frauds. They're mostly frauds, pushing an agenda, attacking people they don't like. But Scully got caught. Most of them don't get caught, flat out, you know, caught to the point where it's just too humiliating even for C-SPAN to put up with. Okay, okay, that's enough with this guy. Uh, But most of them hide behind the, uh, the First Amendment. They've done enormous damage to the First Amendment and the free press. But this uh, Commission on Presidential Debates needs to be abolished, or at least Republican presidential candidates need to stop acceding to their demands. We need to have debates, as I've said since I've been on radio. Maybe Ari Fleischer was the first. I'm not sure. Anyway, since I've been on radio, um, let the campaigns work out the debates. People point to the Lincoln-Douglas debates. They're so ignorant. They don't even understand that there were no moderators. The candidate got, the first one got 60 minutes, the second one got 90 minutes, and then back to the first candidate who had the closing 30 minutes. That's it. It's a nice long period of time. Can you imagine Joe Biden under such a, uh, a set of rules? What would he say for 60 minutes? What would he say for 90 minutes? Douglas got, out of the seven debates, Douglas, Douglas went first four times just because he was the senator and Lincoln acceded to that. But still... Do you think Joe Biden could speak coherently for an hour or 90 minutes? I mean, wouldn't that have been great? The Trump-Biden debate. We know the president can do it. He does these rallies. He talks for an hour, two hours. He's unbelievable. Joe cannot do that. 
And so what's Joe doing now? Rope-a-dope. Joe is doing rope-a-dope. Don't drop the ball, Joe. Don't, don't show any chin, Joe. We're going we're gonna to kind of waddle our way into the office, the Oval Office. We're going to win this thing, Joe. I'll be right back. Mark in. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Okie doke. Mr. Producer, do we have any callers? Oh, yes, we do. I have my call screen right here. All right. Here we go. Let me hit the uh, re... Just did. Lenny, Tampa, Florida. Let's go to Bill, who's been waiting longer. New Orleans, Louisiana, the Mark Levin app. Go. Oh, my God, Mr. Levin. It's an honor to talk to you. My 11-year-old godson loves you, and I got my 18-year-old nephew and all of his friends to vote for uh, President Trump. Well done. You're the man. You're Thomas Paine. Yes, sir. God bless you. Seriously, it's it's an honor to speak with you. Uh, This is on my bucket list. Thank you, buddy. Um, You know, you were talking about the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes and CNN and the rest of the media swamp cabal talking about how they have to verify these reports and we have to verify these emails. Well, how many times did we have to endure reports from these people about President Trump? And they use the two words, if true, if mm-hmm. true, if true. They didn't verify any reports. They threw it onto the uh, TV screen and they just said, if true. You think they did any uh, verifying when they were talking about President Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And here we have dates and names and texts and emails and places. Why don't they look into it? We have we, we have uh, Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, on television saying that that he did a, a a quid pro quo. But nothing has ever happened to the D.C. swamp monsters. Will anything ever happen to the big tech or media swamp monsters? Mm-hmm. No. Well, maybe something. Looks like they've ticked off enough people, right? I hope so. Well. I hope so, too. And I just think that that because of President Trump, he's shown the Republicans how to fight back and not take it. And it was only President Trump who showed them that. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. And I want to thank you for what you've done in terms of getting the vote out. I hope I hope more and more people are listening and doing exactly the same thing. Bill, God bless you, my friend. You take care. Let's go to Rusty, Portland, Oregon. The great XM satellite. Rusty, how are you? 
Mark Levin, the great one. It is such a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you, sir. You are thank a great you. patriot, and we thank you for what you do. Well, thank you, brother. Uh, I appreciate it. I am a first-time caller, but a long-time listener. Both of my children have listened to you. My daughter, unfortunately, has slipped. Hmm. But my son, whose name is Reagan, ah. uh, for obvious reasons, uh, is a is a believer in what you say and, and, and a good patriot himself. He told me he went to college for four years and he came home still a conservative. So, and, you know, that's not easy. That's not easy, but that means you really, you really did... Uh, you really showed your son the way, and that's very important. Well, I think my daughter only does it because she likes to be popular. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, being popular means taking certain stances that may not be what you really are. And, and well, 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 just focus on getting your son out the vote, then. You there? Hello? Wow, what happened? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean for that to happen. Rusty, you can call back if you like. Let's go to Bob in Randolph, New Jersey, the great WABC. Hi, Bob. Hello, Mr. Levin. Nice talking to you. Thank you, sir. Let me, uh, let me ask you a question. I'm just laughing at this. And I appreciate people being so kind. When people call Hannity's show, do they say Mr. Hannity or do they say Sean? When they call Russia, so do they say Mr. Limbo? Do they say, I think they say Russia and they say Sean. What is it about me where people say Mr. Limbo? Feel free to say Mark. This is one big family. Go ahead. I guess you're royalty. <laughs> What's up, kid? Okay, so let me preface what I have to say by saying, as you have said in the past, the Democratic Party is the projection party. Whatever they are doing illegally, immorally, unethically, they project onto the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. So that being said, do you think that what has been projected onto Mr. Trump with emoluments and him supposedly having business dealings with his hotels while he is president... What about the capo de toot the capo? (laughs) Let me address that on the other side. Good call. We'll be right back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now, 877-381-3811. Let's continue to take some calls here to make up for lost time during the week. I have been taking a lot of calls, but people have a lot to say about this, and I think it's very important. Let us go to, uh, well, you know what I have to do here? Yep, bear with me, folks. It's like I'm dealing with 30-year-old equipment. Let's go to Lenny, Tampa, Florida. How are you, Lenny? Mark, how are you? Um, I'm great. Thank you. 
I just want to tell you, sir, on behalf of all of us uh, working guys here in uh, Florida, uh, I listen to you every day on the way home. And uh, thank you for giving me the real truth of what's going on. I wanted to let you know I have four sons, uh, and they're all, thank God, they're all Republicans, and they do their research. So, uh, but we are, we are proud Americans and uh, don't want to get it stolen by, uh, uh, I'm, I'm your perfect candidate. Uh, I'm your perfect talk show person. I have uh, Cuban blood, Spanish blood, uh, born and raised in Tampa. And uh, I can tell you, everybody I talk to here, you see the Trump banners and the Trump flags. Uh, I, I just we just need him to vote. And you know what? Every part of the country is not the same way. That's why I keep saying or even every part of Florida, every part of Pennsylvania, every part of of these battleground states. We just have to get people out to vote. Well, every place I go in, Mark, I cover the whole state of Florida. It's there's some areas that are very rural, rural and the ones that are more rural the more uh, the more Trump banners and signs and all right, well head down towards South Florida, see what you see there. <laughs> uh, except for uh, for uh, Ocho Rios down there, uh, where the uh, little Cuban cafe is, uh, where all the form you know all the Cubans that escaped and their their parents or grandparents. That's where the ones who really know about what uh, what it is mm-hmm. to be communist. And all this bull crap that they're trying to feed. I, I agree, but there's millions of Democrats in Florida. You know that, right? Yeah, yes, sir. They keep coming down here. They keep trying. And to they're going to vote Democrat. Well, and so and so Florida is not a shoe in. And so this is why I keep saying when people say, "I'll give you a perfect example here in Virginia where I live." If I go out to rural Virginia, you won't see any Biden signs. The closer I get to Washington D.C., they're all over the damn place. So. <clears throat> This is really a metropolitan areas in many respects uh, versus the more rural areas. It's, it's, it's quite predictable. And what we need to do is have more of our folks turn out than their folks. That's the bottom line. We can't be anecdotal about this. We know what the numbers are. The RNC knows what the numbers are. The Trump campaign knows what the numbers are. That's why he's, he's running from place to place to place doing three rallies a day because he's trying to get our vote out, which is exactly what I'm saying here behind the microphone. Of each and every one of you get out five or ten votes. I don't care how many yard signs there are. They don't vote. If you get five or ten votes out in your own social circle, that's all. We will win in a landslide. Well, sir, all of my sons are voting age, so I'm, I must sound a whole lot younger than, than, uh, <laughs> than I am, so thank you. Uh, but yes, Wonderful. We are, and uh, we're trying to tell everybody uh, once they find out what the real truth is and not listen to a bunch of uh, a bunch of things that their parents told them or whatever uh they, they need to find out the truth so we try to help them but sir thank you for all you do uh for all us working people that uh we, we listen to you on the drive home and we watch thank you buddy. Every sunday night so god thank bless you, you sir, and, god, and god bless you too sounds like you raised some wonderful kids there too Let's keep going here. Let me hit the, uh, you don't care what I'm hitting here. It's called the refresh button, I guess. Rick, Klamath Falls, Oregon, XM Satellite, go. Good evening, Mr. Levin. I'm a uh, 60-year-old BMW E, which is, uh, I work for the railroad, and I'm a member of that union. And for the majority of the people that uh, work here, uh, 
we're Republicans, and uh, right. we're kind of we're kind of tired of the uh, union always trying to push on us the uh, single payer and uh, always vote Democrat. Why, why would why would a union guy? I'm just thinking out loud. Where you negotiate some pretty damn good private health care with your employer? Why would you want the government to take that over? I don't understand that. Well, we don't, but our, uh, unfortunately, our, our our company keeps cutting our benefits more and more every year, and uh, so it seems like we have to fight for what we get. But in a lot of ways, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Matter of fact, it keeps getting worse. By the way, I may be weird, but to me, there's nothing cooler than the sound of a train going by. Like there at midnight. Go. Like at midnight, I I have a home that's uh, what was it? Four miles from the railroad track. And, and I hear the freight train, you know, the freight train coming through. I don't know. Well, I like it. I mean, it's not blasting in my ears. I don't live right next to the tracks, but it's in the distance. It almost reminds me of the old days, you know, the 1960s and 70s, the trains. It gives you, it gives you a sense of solace. I'm not just saying this because you're a union guy. I like the railroad. I do, too. I like them better than the damn planes, I'll be honest with you. Now I'm going to piss off all those guys. I'm not, I'm not opposed to planes and airlines and all, but there's something about trains. It's just different. Yes, all right, is, man. Sir. Well, I appreciate your call. I really do. And by the way, I appreciate all the flight attendants, <laughs> all the pilots, the TSA folks. They're always extremely friendly to me. And it's funny how they recognize me. I have my mask on. I have my baseball cap on. My glasses on. Mr. Du- Mr. Levin. It's, again, it's Mr. Levin. I'm Mark. Call me Mark. It's okay. It really is. All right. Dave in Campbell, California. And I know where Campbell, California is. It's not too far from Apple's head- Apple headquarters and all that stuff out there. Uh, the great KSFO. How are you, Dave? I'm good today. How are you, Mark? Very well, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You're you're a true blessing to this country. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so my, my point, you know, I'm, I'm following along with all this Hunter email stuff and the terms of the different agreements that he has with these uh, other countries and whatnot, and they're funneling money in, and Joe's supposedly getting 50% cut of this, and they're getting it to, to Joe's bank account, so... Why are I know there's that? No that's what the email says. It says fifty uh, percent. Yeah. So yep. So isn't that isn't that income tax evasion too? Beyond well, number one, it ha- we would need to know more. You know, if he received it, how he received it, and so forth and so. On. But if he did receive it, and he didn't, and he didn't report it, obviously it would be tax evasion. Yes. Yeah, because you can't just take money from your son, and, and I mean, there's no. a $14,000 cap on that kind of stuff, right? I think it's up to fifteen. Well, no, yeah, I think it's something. Yeah, no, you're right, something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's just... It, it, Do you, it, it, let me ask you this question. Is it believable that Joe Biden doesn't know any of this? Not in my opinion. How is it possible? I mean, the kid must have money, right? He's, he's getting a lot of money. If you're the father, are you a father? I am. Wouldn't you say, you, where are you getting this money from? Wouldn't Absolutely. you? I would, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Or, Hunter, how are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing with your career? How's your career going? What are you doing? And keep in mind, this Chinese stuff, 
that, that these emails talk about is in 2017 when Biden's no longer vice president of the United States. So at least theoretically, he has no reason to worry anymore. So say, hey, son, what, what are you up to? What's going on? Isn't that what the yep. father does? It's what I do. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So we're supposed to believe it never came up. Why wouldn't it come up? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it makes no sense at all. Yeah. All right, yeah. my friend. I appreciate your call very much. Let us continue, shall we? Mark in Simi Valley, California, headquarters of the Reagan Library, 870, the great KRLA, the answer. How are you? Hello, Mark. It's a great pleasure to speak with you. Um, I was listening to you earlier. And I just wanted to let you know that here in the belly of the beast, there is a lot of Trump support that is not being covered at all. I was at a, uh, a big boat rally up in Oxnard. There were a thousand people there, at least. And not one news van came by, not one news truck showed up, not one interviewer, not one little, little, you know, media, little Paul, little, little poppy came by and wagged her finger at us, not one. And the last thing Did anybody say, hit a police officer over the head with a skateboard? No, no, we seem to have missed that. And, uh, mm-hmm. however, there weren't very many masks, amazingly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and nobody, nobody died on scene either from that. But mm-hmm. it was it was good people, and it was a lot. There was a lot of enthusiasm out here for uh, for the president, and uh, I, I think that uh, that's gonna that's really gonna show itself. I don't know if California is a, a lost cause, probably is, mm-hmm. but hopefully it's an indicator to the rest of the country that uh, there's a there's a great groundswell movement for him. Uh, I you know, be, before that, uh, before elections, people have a, have a tendency to get very excited, which is good. Uh, but they also tend to think that we're going to win cities and states we're not going to win. Just, you know, my attitude about this, just vote and just get as many people as you can to go out and vote as well. Just do it. Uh, last thing is I've flipped two people myself. They were former Democrats. They're now, now voting red across the board. Good for you. So we're doing our, doing our job out here, Mark. Well, I like your name. I'll say that. Good job, Mark. <laughs> I'm very, very, uh, very, very proud. You're not a Levin, are you? No, I'm not a Levin. I was going to call uh, you Mr. Levin, just in case. <laughs> well, I'd have to call you Mr. My Last Name, but I don't want to say that on the air, do I? That's a funny last name, by the way. All right, Mark, thank you for your call, my friend. Oh, Car Shield. Let's see, Mr. Producer, if I can find what I need to find here, and I just did. By the way, for everybody out there, every email I'm sending is coming back failure notice now. What's happening to me here, Mr. Everything's collapsing. It's just collapsing. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, it must be the Russians. Are you sure we're on car shield? All right. Seeing the uh, check engine light turn on can give anyone anxiety. But now that we have car shield, we don't worry about that so much. Car shield offers a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair. Now, that means that the engine light is a lot less worrisome when it comes on. You have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield gets the rest taken care of, even if your car breaks down while you're traveling. The choice of a repair shop is still up to you. Now, we used to dread car repairs, but we don't anymore. But with CarShield, we have peace of mind. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go farther. Call 800-CAR-6000 and mention code LEVIN, 800 800- Uh, Car 6000, mention code LEVIN, 
or visit carshield.com. That's carshield.com and use code Levin, L E V I N. You'll save 10% either way. That's carshield.com, code Levin, or 800 car, 6000, code Levin. A deductible may apply. And by the way, I will be on Hannity tonight at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The President's uh, town hall event will have been over by then. So I will be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll join us. I'll be right back. I have a theory, actually a friend of mine does, about the Drudge Report. You know, the gossip or the rumor out there has been that maybe Drudge sold his Drudge Report. I have no inside information, but I'm thinking he sold it. And I'm guessing he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and my friend has suggested this, and I think he's right. And I suspect, and I don't know, that it would have been sold to a, uh, a Democrat or a liberal multimillionaire or billionaire. And I think that's why we're getting this endless, really disgusting stuff on the Drudge Report. That's my guess. I don't know. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you're the first to hear about Zotique. Zotique. It's the new deep correcting serum for my friends at Chaminade. Here's George from Chaminade, CEO and founder of the great American company. He says the challenge was to get all the benefits of alpha-hydroxy acids with no irritation. And then combine that with a liposomal technology to deliver pure vitamin C deep into the dermis, where collagen is made, treats many layers of the skin there. The new Zotique Deep Correction Serum from Chaminade means skin that is smooth as silk, free from redness, acne, and acne scars, and faster collagen production. The best serum I've ever designed. Now that's George. He's the CEO. I've met him, and he knows what he's talking about. Zotique's increases firmness, smoothness, and diminishes adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts. You can also say goodbye to crow's feet and laugh lines. And right now, you can try Zotique free, free, when you order Genesel for bags and puffiness. Luxury, results, and 100% money-back guarantee. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or visit Genesel.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Order now and get guaranteed three-day, free three-day shipping. Call 800-SKIN-604 or go to Genesel.com. 800-SKIN-604 or go to G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. What a great product. These people put the guarantee right behind it, and they're not messing around. So you really ought to try it out. Amy, Colorado Springs, Colorado, XM Satellite. Go. Amy, are you there? Let's go to Doc, Jacksonville, Florida, the great WBOB. Doc, you're on. Go. Hey, Mark. Uh, my name is Doc Drake, and I just wanted to say I am winning over at least one to two black Democrats a week Man. to the Republican Party by simply walking them past their emotions first. The problem is we want to yell and debate and everything. No. I listen to their emotions first, and then I walk them past their emotions because 
what most people don't, what most Republicans don't know is they're not talking culture. They're mm-hmm. saying Joe Biden's 1994 crime bill. Black people have no idea what the heck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, the three strikes law, like, yeah. You know, the 101 crack cocaine law, yeah. I said, that's what Joe Biden wrote, the 1994 crime bill. I, I explain culture instead of talking over their heads. And, for instance, they were talking about uh, defacing Stone Mountain, Georgia, because it's got Confederates. I said, wait, hold on a second. Robert Lee, uh, Davis, and Jefferson, I mean, if, if those, na- those names offend you, those are black names. A lot of people have, black oh, people geez. have those sort of names. Are you guys going to change your name? And, and, you know, and they say, well, come on, man, but the guy is the racist. What do you think about the racist president? I say we replaced him with President Trump. You know, I walk them past their emotions and explain to them what Trump is doing for the black culture. See, the problem is we're not talking culture. We're talking politics. Most black folks have no idea. Let me show you. This right here is going to blow your mind. They, they say in the black community, don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion. The reason why, because you'll be dumbed down on both of them. Most people, don't, you know, they don't talk about religion. They don't know the Bible. They just shout, amen. They're emotion. The, those black pastors and churches, they love for the, for, the, for the members to be emotional and not fully informed. And you can still see how that works in politics. They're emotionally charged, but they're not informed. I bring information, but I bring it to the culture. And I appreciate you, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, Rush Limbaugh. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for being hold on, here. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go yet, Doc. What's your background? What do you do? Well, um, I, I just retired uh, this week from home health care. Yeah. So right yeah, well, say retired. They would let me go because of COVID. But I, I'm not concerned because I know God's got me. If what, what we, we have President Trump in the office. I know when this COVID is over, I will have a job somewhere. So I'm not worried about a job. Let, let me just tell you something. You're really sharp. And I, I think the points you make are right on. I mean, really right on. And a guy like me hasn't thought about it because I don't live in that community. Thank you very much, Doc. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Let me show you how the uh, Washington Post deals with anybody who dares challenge the narrative about the Bidens and tries to lay out information that may harm his election. White House was warned Giuliani was target of Russian intelligence operation to feed misinformation to Trump. So they go after Giuliani. 
U.S. intelligence, and this is the same Washington Post that carried the water for the Russia hoax scam for three and a half years. The same Washington Post that fielded leaks from liars in the Obama administration. The same Washington Post that promoted impeachment, that promoted the Mueller investigation, that promoted the coup efforts. That Washington Post. They have run with this Russian thing over and over and over again. And yet it is they and the Democrats and the Obama administration and the Hillary campaign that relied on information from a Russian spy. And they were more than happy to. U.S. intelligence agencies warned the White House last year. This is from the Washington Post. That President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was the target of an influence operation by Russian intelligence. According to four former officials familiar with the matter. Don't you love the way this works, Mr. Producer? Giuliani has emails with dates and names, and the Post can follow up. We have four former officials familiar with the matter. The warnings were based on multiple sources, including intercepted communications that showed Giuliani was interacting with people tied to Russian intelligence during a December 2019 trip to Ukraine, where he was gathering information that he thought would expose corrupt acts by former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. So in one day, the Washington Post has turned this into a Rudy Giuliani story. You understand how this works? The same discredited Washington Post that was a propaganda operation for Russia collusion. The intelligence raised concerns that Giuliani was being used to feed Russian misinformation to the president. The former official said, oh, they're f- oh. you got to read very carefully. The former officials said, speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive information and conversations. Here we go again. The warnings to the White House, which have not been previously reported. Oh, well, why are they coming up now? Led National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien to caution Trump in a private conversation that any information Giuliani brought back uh, from Ukraine should be considered contaminated to Russia, one former official said. I wonder if it's a formal National Security Advisor, Mr. Producer. The message was, do what you want to do, but your friend Rudy has been worked by Russian assets in Ukraine, this person said. Officials wanted to protect the president from coming out and saying something stupid, particularly since he was facing impeachment over his own efforts to strong-arm Ukraine's president into investigating the Bidens. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even going to go further right now. I won't read you the whole article. Here we have an article now where Rudy Giuliani is a stooge, you see. Rudy Giuliani is worked over by Russian intelligence, former U.S. attorney, former associate attorney general of the United States. He's just such a fool he doesn't know it. And so the fact that we have these emails and the fact that we have this information and the fact that Biden has no damn good answer to whether or not he talked to this senior Ukrainian executive with Burisma. No, 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 don't look there. Look over here at Rudy. Rudy. 
goes on, several senior administration officials all had a common understanding that Giuliani was being targeted by the Russians, said the former official who recounted O'Brien's intervention. That group included Attorney General Bill Barr, FBI Director Christopher Wray, White House Counsel Pat Cipollone. What does that have to do with these emails? What does that have to do with these emails? Nothing. Nothing. Let's think about this logic, ladies and gentlemen. This does not address a single one of the emails or a single piece of content from any of the emails. Nothing. This is Stalinist. You got to destroy this guy. This is Alinsky. Whatever the Russians were trying to do with Rudy, what does that have to do with this? And so they want to raise grave doubts about Rudy, try and destroy his character, and grave doubts about the information that's come forward from the New York Post, but they haven't counted a single piece of information. Excuse me. Not one piece of information that's in that New York Post story. They haven't tried to track it down. Nothing. Nothing. It's incredible. For some officials, Trump's willingness to meet with Giuliani, his own lawyer, despite warnings about Russian influence, smacked of the collusion allegations that dogged the president after the 2016 election. Special counsel Robert Mueller said he did not find evidence to substantiate a criminal charge of conspiracy against anyone in the Trump campaign, but his investigation documented numerous instances in which Trump associates knowingly sought damaging information from Russian individuals and their proxies about Hillary Clinton. Now, this is amazing. It's Hillary Clinton who paid for the dossier that was mostly written, as I understand it, by a Russian spy. So all this crap has been disproven. And so now, Russia collusion, officials off the record, former officials, and Rudy's the target. What about the emails? What about the emails? Well, they're not going to answer that. Why don't they track down the emails? They're not going to answer that either. I'm not a special pleader for Rudy. I like the man very much. But I don't like these hit jobs. During his impeachment trial in the Senate, Trump denied sending Rudy, and there you go. So impeachment, Rudy, the Russians are into Giuliani, not anything related to a single email, a single statement in the email, or a single effort to get to the bottom of the email. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, 
disasters like Medicare for All and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Senator Martha McSally of Arizona, how are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, you got a tight race there with Mark Kelly, who is a gun grabber. He's also a liberal. Uh, he does like to remind everyone he's an astronaut, but several astronauts have come out against him. Uh, he, he really is pretty far left for the state of Arizona, isn't he? He is. Uh, look, he's trying to pretend he's not a Democrat, but he ran one of the most radical political organizations in modern history over the last decade. It was focused on taking away our Second Amendment rights, but raising $57 million, flying around the country and endorsing and supporting people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, make no mistake, this guy is a left-wing political operative. And a vote for him is a vote for Chuck Schumer and a vote to enable the radical left. That's an important point. And Chuck Schumer has a lot of designs on our Constitution, from packing the court and packing the Senate and killing the filibuster and God knows what. And this guy, Kelly, will go right along with him, won't he? He will. He'll be his 51st vote. Who are we trying to kid? I mean, he won't even you know, take positions like Biden on any of this stuff because they know that should they get power, they're going to transform our country in the most fundamental and foundational way of anything in our history. I mean, I put my life on the line for our freedoms, our liberties, our way of life. And these guys, with Mark Kelly as their 51st vote, which we're going to stop from happening, are going to ram through this crazy agenda. We've got to stop it, Mark. We're down to the wire. We're dead heat right now. People are voting, but we need everybody out there to help support, donate, volunteer, do whatever it takes to help us hold this seat and save the country. Well, how does it look? I mean, uh, you get these polls that kind of swing wildly, don't they? Yeah, things are volatile. I'll tell you, uh, don't believe the fake polls. We're neck and neck. The president is neck and neck in Arizona. I just stepped out of a Don Jr. rally. He's in the other room right now rallying uh, LDS for Trump. Uh, He's neck and neck, and he has to win Arizona to win the White House. I have to win in order to keep the Senate majority. Our numbers show we're both dead heat. The energy and the enthusiasm is certainly on our side, but we got to fight this thing out because money is pouring in, as you know. They're just trying to gain power, uh, but we're for liberty. We're for freedom. That's what Arizonans want. we just got to get out there and fight for every vote, and that's what I'm doing every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're pouring a hell of a lot of money in there against you, aren't they? They are. Uh, my opponent raised $38 million last quarter. I mean, this is uh, the far left, the liberals, you know, from California, New York. They just think that they can buy this seat and the Senate majority. Uh, so if anybody wants to chip in, whatever you can do, go to McSallyForSenate.com. Help us fight back. Like I said, we're dead heat, and we can save this seat and save the majority it's all up to us to make sure we got fuel in the tank to get our final messages out, fund our final ground game, and hang on to our country. 
And this is very, very important, uh, Levinites out there. No matter where you are in the country, it's the United States Senate, not the Arizona Senate. So it's very important that we win this seat. That is McSallyForSenate.com, M-C-S-A-L-L-Y for Senate.com. Also, if you live in Arizona, this is crunch time. If you can help the campaign and volunteer, you contact them as well. But throughout the country, they do need help. I know we're not all from Hollywood, like the Democrats uh, and so forth, but it's McSallyForSenate.com, M-C-S-A-L-L-Y for Senate.com. You've been a very solid senator, haven't you? Well, thanks, Mark. Look, I put my life on the line for 26 years, flew the A-10 Warthog, uh, commanded men and women. Well, that's that's one hell of a killing machine, that A-10. It is. Yeah. It's a, I chose it of all the other fighters. It's a, I tell everybody when we're talking about the Second Amendment that I've shot the biggest gun of anybody in Congress with that 30 millimeter. Uh, but now I'm fighting in the same way, same oath of office for everything that my fellow brothers and sisters who didn't come home from battle, what they died for. It's all on the line right now in the next 19 days. And I've been working with President Trump cutting taxes, rolling back regulations, securing our border, putting constitutionalists, uh, you know, judges that are not going to be activists, the originalists on the bench, uh, ensuring that we back the blue and we defend the police, not defund the police, uh, our religious liberties, the sanctity of life. I mean, I am right there giving it everything I got. This is not about me, Mark, at this point. I'm just the vessel here in Arizona, and we just need everybody to get on board to fight for every last vote. We definitely need to reelect you. We must hold the Senate. Or we're going to lose this country. And we must hold the yep. presidency. Or we're going to lose this country. So it's McSally for Senate.com, M-C-S-A-L-L-Y for Senate.com. Any uh, final words on the Mark Levin show? Well, I don't know if you heard, but Mark Kelly, my opponent's spokesperson, mm. uh, was, it was revealed, a tweet he put out this week, was talking about police calling them effing pigs. His spokesperson? Yes, his spokesperson. Now, it's a tweet from the past, but it was just revealed. And Mark Kelly has not fired this guy. Uh, he's, he's not being held accountable by the media. This just shows you're known by the company you keep. I'm sitting right here in a side room at the hotel of the Don Jr. Uh, event with the SWAT team. I got their back. I'm endorsed by the Arizona Police Association. We need to back the blue. While my opponent's spokesperson still has a job after saying vile things like that about the people who put their lives on the line for us, this is, this is what's going on right now in this country, and this is why he cannot be a United States senator, one of many reasons. And a lot of these Democrats running in, in uh, marginal states or states like Arizona, they break their necks to conceal their true beliefs in what they would yep. actually do with tons of money in these phony commercials. And I'm sure he's doing exactly that, especially with gun control, isn't he? It's like he's a Trojan horse. No, you're absolutely right. He, he's, you know, he's been given the last decade... Uh, to lead efforts on taking away our Second Amendment rights, and he doesn't even talk about it. They say nothing. Literally, he's trying to say nothing to get elected. Never mind his ties to China, which I don't know if we have time to talk about. But Go ahead. I'm standing up. Yeah, I'm standing up to China. I'm leading on the legislation to hold them accountable for unleashing the coronavirus, to bring our jobs home, our manufacturing home. I've been involved in national security my whole adult life, and China is the threat. President Trump's standing up to them. I'm standing up to them. My opponent's been doing business with companies like Tencent, 
which is, you know, associated with the Chinese government. He went over there to get Tencent to invest in a company he co-founded. He was over there while he was active duty Navy, 2003, 2004, 2005, on a junket, all expense paid by the Chinese Communist propaganda wing to, you know, their whole attempt to bring American elites into their orbit. And it worked. Mark Kelly went to space in 2006, and he brought the Chinese Communist banner from that forum with him to space. The astronauts who were backing me brought the American flag to space. I mean, this is what's at stake. There's no way he can stand up to China. And this is no conspiracy theory. This has been in the media, this story. Yes. This is legit. You know, uh, uh, Charlie Duke is one of the astronauts who supports me. He's Apollo 16. He said he went to space. He got to bring 1.2 pounds worth of stuff, a very small box. He brought an American flag, a state flag, a picture of his family, and a trinket commemorating the 25th anniversary of the Air Force that the chief of staff gave him. Mark Kelly brought the Chinese Communist banner from the forum he went to, which was part of the propaganda arm of the Chinese government. And, and, you know, he also brought some other things that he eventually profited off of. We don't have time to talk about those. But this just shows you this is what the elite has done over the last decades. And, you know, I'm standing up to make sure China's held accountable. Well, he's got these multiple entanglements with China. He can't be a senator. We've got to stop him. You know what else, uh, Senator McSally? These tech companies are completely out of control. They're trying to influence this election. Yes. Today has been a complete disaster. Don't you agree? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, they are showing their true colors. Uh, their immunity must be taken away. Uh, they're just the way they're censoring uh, the facts that are coming out with this New York Post story uh, because it, they want to tip the scale. Uh, this is election interference, and they need to be held accountable. This is unbelievable. Trying to stop Americans from hearing a story, you know, and talking about how they're trying to fact check it. They don't fact check any of the anonymous sources that come out with stories attacking Donald Trump. Why are they doing that for this? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we wish you all the best. One more time, America. McSally for Senate.com. M-C-S-A-L-L-Y for Senate.com. Any of you who can help, please help. We need to hold the Senate, and this is a very, very important race in Arizona. Good luck, Senator, and God bless. Thanks so much, Mark. God bless you. Take care. You too. Folks, every one of these candidates I'm bringing on, they're absolutely crucial. Now, some of you might say, well, she did this and he did that. I got it. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. But this is a battle over the country now, okay? We can work out the other things later. We can deal with the other things later. Right now, we've got to have the people in place to stop Schumer, to stop Pelosi, to stop Biden and save the country. This is key. Believe me when I tell you this. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. 
As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at AMAC.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. Troy Nels is a constitutional conservative running in a district in Texas, the 22nd district, that we can win. Troy, how are you, sir? Good evening. It is an honor to be on with the great one. I'm doing fine. Another beautiful day here uh, outside of Houston, Texas. Another wonderful day. Tell us about your district. Well, it, uh, it comprises three counties. Uh, Fort Bend County, where I'm currently the, the sheriff, uh, takes up about 70% of the district. We are a suburb of, of Harris County, of the city of Houston. And then we have another county in Brazoria, which is about 20%. And then we take in that monster over there, 10% of the votes come out of Harris County. But uh, a majority of them are in Fort Bend County, where I have served as a sheriff for eight years, and I've lived and served here for over 28 you're a good guy. I remember you. Now, uh, tell everybody a little bit about your background. You were a sheriff. What else? Well, I, I've, uh, I grew up, uh, people ask me, they say, Sheriff, and you're in Texas. Where'd you get that accent from? I tell them I grew up north of Dallas in the state of Wisconsin. So, <laughs> I, 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 so I moved down here almost 30 years ago, and, and I worked in law enforcement in Wisconsin for a few years and then found the job down here and eventually uh, became the sheriff. Uh, it has been an honor and a privilege to serve as the sheriff of the most diverse county in the entire country. Uh, but I have uh, I found myself a beautiful southern belle down here, and mm-hmm. we have three beautiful daughters. Uh, one's in uh, college, and then one is in high school and one elementary school. So uh, we got into this, really, when you think about law enforcement. Uh, people have asked, you know, what, what drew you to law enforcement? It was my father. My father was a sheriff in Wisconsin. Uh, after he returned from Korea. And then I have an older brother that became the sheriff uh, in Dodge County, Wisconsin, after my father. And so it kind of runs in the family, uh, our military service. Uh, My father, as I stated, served in Korea. And then my older brother, Todd, served in the Army uh, National Guard for almost 36 years. And, of course, uh, I served as well, 21 years and the U.S. Army Reserve, and I, I returned from Afghanistan in 08 and then retired. And it was truly an honor to, to be able to serve your country in foreign places like Bosnia, Iraq, and Afghanistan. I just I was very proud to serve my country in the military. Well, you're a hero. Tell us about your opponent. Uh, my opponent uh, is, a, is a kind of an interesting fella. Uh, he's, he's been here for about four years, and he moved here to just run for Congress. He ran against our current congressman, Pete Olson, two years ago, and he sniffed around and he got within about five percentage points. So he thought he'd given another shot, and, and so now I'm dealing with him here on November 3rd. But his policies are, are not accepted here in this district. He, he's all about Medicare for all. He's, he's receiving money from defund the police organizations, and that's not what the people want here. The people here support their law enforcement. They want to see see more support for law enforcement, and uh, they certainly don't support any type of Green New Deal, 
or defund the police. Uh, and he's, he's just a far left uh, socialist. And he just moves into the area and he runs and he expects to take the seat. I guess a lot of these guys, well, sometimes it happens. They're very arrogant. Now, if people want to help your campaign, they go to nellsforcongress.com. That's N-E-H-L-S for congress.com. N-E-H-L-S for congress.com. What are the hot issues there? Well, the hot issues really in this district, I mean, people have asked, and I've done several interviews over a few days, about the, the contrast between he and I. And, you know, I'm a law and order sheriff. I'm all to make sure that what we're seeing across our country, and, and the, our country is burning in areas of Seattle, Baltimore, what you saw up in Washington, D.C., and the people don't, they, they don't support that. So they understand that I'm all about law and order, protecting the American people, making sure that we can feel safe going to and from work, making sure that our children are safe in our schools, and they know I'm that guy, and he is not. And they also know that this district and this energy corridor out here in Texas, you know, that we have, we support the oil and gas industry, and, and he's all about uh, uh, energy. He's, he doesn't support oil and gas. Uh, he's all about the Green New Deal, and he, he doesn't understand just how crippling that would be in this district, and not only in this district, but across the entire great state of Texas and the country. So it, it's very, very clear. And, and it's about service, too, Mark. You know, serving here for 28 years, raising my family here, and working very, very hard. My wife's the principal of an elementary school. The people just love her. And he does not have a record of service other than coming in here, handing out a little a PPE, uh, uh, during COVID-19 and thinking now that he's going to convince the people in this district to support him for Congress. It's not happening. Is there a lot of money pouring in there for him? Yes. Uh, the DCCC, they have this as a toss-up. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe that to be the case. I just don't feel that. Uh, so, yes, they're the House Majority PAC, Nancy Pelosi's PAC, and, and the DCCC, they're throwing $6, 7000000 million into good this. Good Lord. You know, uh, but uh, we feel good about where we're at, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I really am. But I assume they're outraising you with that kind of money. Well, they are. I mean, he's going to pretty much outraise me uh, two to one because the Democrats obviously are good at raising money. So they're pouring millions into this. Uh, because they're, they're energizing uh, their people because they call this a toss-up. This isn't a toss-up seat here. Uh, they're just trying to energize their base, and they're receiving that money. But uh, I don't think money's going to win this. It's service. Selfless service is what's going to win this race for me on November 3rd. Well, we can use a few more sheriffs and law enforcement fellows in Congress. You know, it's NellsForCongress.com, N-E-H-L-S for Congress.com. How's your ground game there? Good. You know, we have so many supporters, and, and I told you how diverse this is. So we have uh, groups from the Hindu community, the Muslim community, all sorts of different groups out here that are energized, that are working very hard for our campaign, and, and we're doing well. We have over 30 interns, uh, young people from high school to college that are out learning more, getting more involved, Mark, in the, in the political process. So we just have a, a groundswell of support. We're walking doors. We've been knocking on doors for two, three months, and it's been very well received by the people in this district. All right. 
Well, again, Levinites, if you can help, this is a very, very important race. This is one of the races, the races that we've brought to you, where we need to take this seat if we're going to take the House and remove Nancy Pelosi. This is one of the key races. It's uh, Troy Nels. You can see he's down to earth. He's, he's, he's a sheriff. Uh, it's Texas 22. It's Nels for Congress.com, N E H L S for Congress.com. It's up on Mark Levin Show Parlor, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and Mark Levin Show Facebook. Wish you all the best, Troy. Go get him, baby. Well, thank you, Mark. And I want to say thank you to you for what you do for the conservative cause and to your millions of listeners across the, the country. Uh, let's just keep the faith. I believe we can do this. November 3rd, we can do this. We must win our country is at stake. Amen, and thank you. And by the way, I want to thank all the men and women who are running for office. You know, folks, it's not easy to do. It's not easy for your family. It's an enormous task. Many of the people I've brought to you have never served in Congress before, most of them, uh, and they would be absolutely superb. We're, tr- we're bringing a few senators in here in order to try and, and save our Constitution from Chuck Schumer, the Democrats, and what they want to do. So, these are, these are very important. Uh, you know, they tell me two things kill ratings on radio. You know what they say, Mr. Producer? Authors and politicians. And so for the last two months, I've had a lot of authors and politicians on the show. But I don't view things that way. The books that we've talked about are relevant to our society, to our culture, to our founding. And the candidates I'm bringing on, they're really, many of them are just not politicians, But we need them to win. We need them to win. That's what motivates me. We need them to win. All right. Let's see who's out there. Uh, Let me hit the refresh button. Okay. Howard, Ocean Grove, New Jersey, the great WABC. Howard, you're on. Go. Mark, big, big honor for me to get to tell you personally how much we appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you, to help Howard. Help our president save our country. God bless you. I God have bless two him. Uh, questions. Yes. One of them I know the answer to. One of them uh, I'd like to answer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there probable cause uh, for a uh, Roger Stone-type raid on Biden to look for the cash? And um, N- No, I don't think there is yet. I think uh, there needs to be some investigations. That was just sort of kind of a little bit interesting. Um, I don't see in New Jersey a whole lot of ads for uh, the president, and uh, we all know why. Where are or are they, do you know, are are they doing? Well, they have limited money. So if they're running money, if they're running ads in New Jersey, they've lost their mind. No, no, No offense, uh, because uh, they need to spend the money elsewhere. What was your question? Get that? Are they doing? Are they doing side by side ads where Biden contradicts himself? No, I have no idea what what kind of ads they're running, side by side or otherwise. I just have no idea. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Sheldon Adelson and his wife Miriam Adelson. These are two great patriots. And it's too bad that we don't have, quite frankly, other billionaires in the Republican Party or the conservative movement who are as patriotic as they are. Let me put it very bluntly. And I'm just taking this from a public report in Politico. Adelson's pour $75 million into last-ditch effort to save Trump. Now, that's how Politico makes a headline. 
But that's not my point, their headline. My point is in what this couple is doing. Casino mogul Sheldon Adelson. And I can't imagine casinos are doing that great right now. And his wife, Miriam Adelson, gave $75 million to a super PAC that flooded battleground states with anti-Joe Biden ads in September. A huge investment from the GOP mega donors as President Trump slipped in the polls. Their language, not mine. I'm just explaining what's taking place. The Adelsons gave the massive sum to Preserve America PAC, accounting for roughly 90% of the group's fundraising in September. In total, Preserve America has raised $83.76 million between its creation in August and the end of September. Other major donors include Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus, who gave $5 million, investment banker Warren Stevens, who gave $2 million, and businesswoman Diane Hendricks, who gave $1 million. The group will report spending $77 million in September, with almost all of it, just under $76 million, on independent expenditure ads pillaring Biden. In just over a month of activity, Preserve America has become one of the largest outside spenders in politics. Well, that's thanks, obviously, to the Adelsons. The money for Preserve America more than doubled the Adelsons' prior giving to Republican candidates and committees for the 2020 election cycle. The couple had previously contributed more than $54 million, including $50 million to the Senate Leadership Fund, the GOP super PAC focused on defending the Senate majority. So I want you to think about that, if this is correct. They've given $75 million, now $54 million. What's that, $130 million, give or take, Mr. Reducer? Where are the other billionaires? I'm quite serious. They understand the country's at stake. They understand that. And so uh, I personally want to thank them. Anybody who's going to really do anything. By the way, I want to thank you. I want to thank the Paul Revere's and the Thomas Paines out there who are actually making calls or talking to their friends and family and neighbors to get the vote out. If that's one of you, we are indebted to you. Absolutely indebted to you. And I I won't forget it. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Folks, don't forget, 
A little more than a half hour from now, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I will be on Hannity. Won't the president be done by then, Mr. Producer? I think he will. Joe Biden will still be droning on, but let's slip in a few more calls here. Bob, Spokane, Washington, on the Mark Levin app. Bob, go right ahead. Hey, Mark. I'm going to call you Mark and not Mr. Levin (laughs) because I watch you on Sunday nights. Thank you. And you ask a question, and then you get out of the way and let them answer. That's (laughs) what I do. Thank you. I feel like my couch is sitting right there in the studio with you. Appreciate that. I'm old enough to remember a little phrase that says, well, I would vote for him, but he can't win. And it used to irk me to no end, you know, because the people who said that, if they voted, they may win. And so this is a great point. It's a great point. And you know what? People don't realize like a huge turnout in America, 60 percent of those who are registered to vote voting. Can you imagine if we had 80 percent voting and most of the the that 20 percent that that was us? And I, and I don't hear it anymore, for, but for all the Trump voters in the blue state like I am, who may be thinking that, mm-hmm. get out and vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't win if you don't vote. And even if he doesn't vote, you'll send a message to those folks who are in, in control of the state that, uh-oh, That's you know, right. they're, they're getting restless out there. And, you know, we got we to move up the popular vote as high as we can. Excellent call, my friend. I very much appreciate it, Bob. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. And tonight, well, it's the second anniversary of my dad's passing. So I want to tell him we all love him and we all miss him. Not a minute of the day I don't think about him. And I will see you on Hannity in 30 minutes. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.